Hello and welcome to the latest lockdown episode of the um, Sheffield Hopcast. If we all look a little bit flustered, we've had a few minor technical problems to uh, to mar the start of the episode, but um, I think we're just about there and sorted um, now. Uh, it's a bit of a special episode for us. It is our moonshine um, edition of the show. And if you are watching the video version, then you will have already spotted. Uh, but we are joined by Dan Baxter, who is the sales director at uh, Abbeydale. Hi, Dan. Hello there. I uh, like the fact that you are fully branded in uh, in full moonshine wear. That's great. Uh, we will um, love it. We will chat to Dan properly in a minute. Normally, we go around, kind of introduce ourselves and the beer that we've picked. But... We're all drinking moonshine this week, so instead, this is almost like a retro feature now. Um, it's the end of the month, so we are going to go back to beer of the month. Um, this was Laura's idea, so let's go to Laura first. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, so I think uh, I nearly did the classic thing where I pick two, um, but I have narrowed it down to just one, uh, which is a beer that I drank the other night when we were doing a... Um, a virtual collaboration catch-up with Mondo Brewing, who were based uh, down in uh, Battersea in London. Um, and they've taken part in the All Together initiative, which is something that other half set up. Um, I think they believe they shared a recipe to brew a New England IPA that various breweries all around the world um, have made that same recipe and released it. Um, and I'm not normally a big New England IPA fan, but um, it was just really, really pillowy is the word I'm going to use to describe it. Uh, really lovely and juicy, um, nice and soft, but still easy drinking. So it had a really nice level of sweetness, but wasn't too sticky. Um, so I'm going to go with that. And okay. Mondo were great. Um, you don't see their beers up in Sheffield that often, um, but um, they're delivering nationwide as well. So I'd recommend checking them out if they're a brewery you're not familiar with. Can I um, just request the dictionary definition of the word pillowy? Is it soft. as in to be like a pillow? Yeah, soft. Yeah. Like a def- pillowy kind of mashed potato. I'm going to add that to my... I have a board of good words up here that has a honk, dollop, wangle and splat on it. Pillowy is going on the board. While I do that, Adam, what's your beer of the month? Uh, I think I might have mentioned enjoying this last week, and it is the Urchin Brune by St. Mars of the Desert, um, a Belgium-inspired dark beer with orange peel, 5.6%, I think. I think the reason I'm picking that is that I've kind of had a lot of, sort of supermarket beers in the last month, and, and that was one that I picked up, probably not expecting to enjoy it, just mainly just getting it because it was like a different beer I could pick up. Um, but I was so impressed with it. And um, I think a few people have said how impressed they were and surprised because it's not really there in the normal style. But yeah, if you can still get one and you're not a dark beer fan, just get one. It's really, really good. It's really, really good. Good. Yeah, you were um, you were singing its praises last week. So mm. um, good choice. Um, Sean, you've had to raid your secret stash of beers a couple of times this month. So you've had some crackers. What's your uh, beer of the month? Um, I, I'm conscious at, at the moment that I've yawned twice since we started. And I've, I've just been on a, I've just been on a, a, a two-hour hike around local fields and things, and so half an hour ago I was just getting in, so just timed it, timed it right. So apologies for that, but it does take you back to my 
here of the month. Two weeks ago, another scorching Saturday, me and Deborah did the same thing. Of course, we're, we're working Monday to Friday now, closed currently Saturday and Sunday. So we went for a long walk, scorching hot, got back, and we shared um, an Asho 500ml bottle. It's called the Fabric. It's a Simcoe Golden Ale. And it was absolutely glorious. We were patched. We were spitting feathers, as they say in these parts. Um, but it was absolutely glorious. And um, we've just done the same again today. Hence why I'm a little bit tired. But I've got one in the fridge to have after we have our moonshine. So I'm going to revisit my beer of the month shortly. Good stuff. We'll crack open our moonshines in a second. Um, I'm James, for anyone that doesn't know, and uh, for my beer of the month, I, I kind of um, uh, kind of already did this last week because I did say if we were to pick a beer of the month, it would be Abbeydale's uh, Wonderer New England IPA. I've got to stand by it because it's the best beer I've had um, this month. So, yeah, there we go, which leads us very nicely on to uh, Dan, uh, who is sales director at Abbeydale and is joining us this week to talk, well, all things moonshine and I guess all things Abbeydale um, generally. First of all, Dan, have you got a beer of the month that you want to, uh, to tell us about? Um, <clears throat> I've been, I've been uh, drinking a lot of our gear during lockdown, to be honest, but uh, it's got to be our deliverance uh, collaboration with Yakima. Um, it's uh, definitely well. It's my my beer of the year, really. <laughs> the uh, the can sold out a few uh, few weeks back now, kind of the first week in lockdown. But we still got loads of kegs. So um, as uh, as some pubs are uh, trialling takeout beer, I find myself keep going back and getting growlers of. <laughs> That's, it's not a it's not a bad beer to be uh, plagued with loads of kegs of it. That's not bad. Uh, that's not bad at all. Um, right, right then. So um, I think the time has come for us to crack open our cans of uh, moonshine. Um, and as we as we do this, I'd like to just point out that I don't I don't have the t-shirt, but do have a Abbeydale branded uh, glass uh, courtesy of Laura thank you very much um, Adam is fully branded I suspect Laura is as well I can't quite yeah. see yes we didn't ask did we I'm twinning I've with Dan today <laughs> I've got a Beaver Town t-shirt on sorry oh <laughs> well lovely back in the independent days um, so Dan I mean we um, it feels like an absolute age ago now when it was it was back on the 1st of April, wasn't it, when the idea of uh, moonshining cans first kind of appeared uh, and there was this big sort of like, is it a joke? Is it not a joke? Is it real? Is it not real? Um, and, you know, we were a little bit fortunate that we could kind of bug Laura until she kind of gave us a little bit more information, but it became apparent in kind of the, the, the couple of weeks after that that it, that it was real. Um, just talk us through, I mean, I'm guessing that in normal times, it's a huge, huge seller for, for Abbeydale. So just kind of, you know, talk us through the sort of the process that, that led you to the point of releasing it in cans. Was it something that was on the agenda anyway? It was, yeah. Um, it was, um, <clears throat> we've, uh, we've obviously been, been canning for a number of years now, um, using mobile contract canners coming to the brewery. We bought our, our own canning line, um, about six, six months ago. Um, and yeah, to be honest, it was always the, the plan once we, uh, once we'd nailed 
the the spec, if you like, and how we're going to present it in a can um, to uh, to go for it. Um, with uh, with lockdown happening, um, we decided to create a little bit more about a bit more of a buzz. Um, and uh, yeah, we, I think it was it was timed really quite well. I mean, absolutely. It it would, um, you know, I I would absolutely believe you if you told me that it was something that was literally just off the back of of um, lockdown because timing wise, it couldn't really have fallen um, much better. Um, obviously, it came out kind of two three weeks ago now. Um, how's it been going from a sales point of view? Oh, really? yes, it's been going great guns. Um, we sold uh, all three hundred and three hundred. 320 odd cases I think in uh, in the first two days of pre-order I think was that right Is that right Laura yeah it was um, it was all before the time came for us to actually send it out it had all gone um, but we had another batch behind it ready to go that I don't think we, any of us really expected to need quite so quickly <laughs> <laughs> but we were pleased that we did <laughs> one, of, one of my pet hates um, uh, ever since I've, I've I've worked at the brewery, is when you've established a core beer, is to not run out of it. Is to to keep keep it always um, uh, on your um, on your sales list. There's there's nothing worse than um, creating a buzz about something, getting people interested, showing people where they can buy it, to then you know fall over and, and not being able to you know to supply the demand that you've created. It's just a wasted effort. So it does require a hell of a lot of planning, forward uh, forward thinking and planning. <clears throat> yeah, I think, sorry, oh. the right thinking that you're kind of waiting until you got your own canning line put in before you kind of committed to putting like the uh, the big name yeah. Abbeydale beer into can. Yeah, we we had to expedite it. Um, the uh, you know we had, there's a lot of. I think I was the main, um, the main uh, holder back, if you like, on the board. Um, I really wanted us to get the spec right, um, fully aware that you can't emulate in a can um, the experience of beer coming through a sparkler, through a beer engine. Um, so uh, I think... Um, I think with with COVID and lockdown, we just uh, had to be a little bit brave and and just go for it and and, and just uh, see what people thought. Yeah, I mean, I've seen loads on social media of people kind of um, bigging it, bigging it up. Um, is uh, Adam? I think you've you've already had moonshine out of a can. Have you, Sean? Have you before? Cause is this is my my first experience of moonshine out of a can? Yeah, I've probably had five cans of it now, so that's a good indication that uh, I'm really enjoying it. Deborah particularly um, is, a, is a fan, and in fact, I, I did my normal trick this week. Deborah brought a can home for herself uh, midweek. Uh, I meant to bring a can home for the hot cast on Friday, forgot, so I've now had to pinch Deborah's can um, for the hot cast. So, uh, I'm a I'm a naughty boy and I've and I've been in trouble for that unfortunately but stuff it I, I'm really enjoying it. 
in, in our um, our uh, Hopcast operational um, group that we all message each other in, at several points in the last week, Sean, you've said, oh, I won't forget to bring Cando. No, 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 it's fine. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. And you still managed to forget. That's astonishing. Yeah, I, I, I um, knew that there was one in the fridge, so that slightly took the pressure off me. Um, interestingly, actually, the last pint... This is a good question for everybody. The last pint of cask beer I had um, was, in fact, moonshine. And so it was back in the Milton Arms in Altsica, a true north pub not far away from us. And they sell heathen and moonshine on uh, uh, as well, moonshine on cask. So my last pint pre-lockdown in a pub of cask beer was moonshine. So I think that, that completes the symmetry to, to come to can now. One of the things I was going to kind of ask is just, I mean, we've, we have talked about moonshine on the, on the podcast before a few times. Um, it's a bit that I don't think we've ever drunk on the Hopcast because we've just not really had the opportunity with us generally kind of being cannon bottle sort of centric. Um, but um, it, I, I mean, I guess it sounds a bit fluffy kind of asking this, but it's sort of like, you know, what moonshine means to us all individually, because it is such a mainstay in the Sheffield, you know, beer scene. It's it's one of those kind of go-to beers that we've, um, you know, all talked about on various kind of occasions. And I touched on this a, a few weeks back, whereby for, for me, for many, many years, the Les Car was my local and um, it's... Um, over the last kind of two, three years, it's got a little bit better in terms of its choice of kind of um, keg beers and stuff like that. But Moonshine has always been there and it's always been on that same pump around the backside of the bar right at the end. And it's just been, it's always been the go-to. So it's sort of like, you know, you walk in through the front door and, and curl your way around the bar to see what beers they've got. And it doesn't really matter if there's nothing you want because you've always got Moonshine sat there at the end. And that was always my kind of like, no, there's nothing that's going to be better than Moonshine, so I'm going to have it. So for, for years, for like 10 years of the Lescar being my local it meant that moonshine was kind of my go-to beer and it's it's so strange drinking it anywhere else because it's just the taste of it i just associate with with the les car very interesting drinking it out of can because the the character of it is definitely different isn't it it does have you know because obviously it's carbonated um but it does you know it does feel different i think dan you're right in, in kind of saying you know it's it's difficult if not impossible to sort of emulate the experience of drinking a a, a cask beer in um in can i mean i don't know if this is more something that laura would kind of pick up on but what what's the kind of the process where you decide that you know you're going to take this beer that's been a, a cask beer for you know years decades um and put it in in can kind of figuring out actually how do we go about doing that you know what do you need to do to a you know a beer recipe to to actually make it suitable to go into can the recipe is exactly the same um as the cast beer um it's just the process that is very slightly different um because it has to be um fined before it goes into tank i believe um before we can carbonate it um but it is um i think i'm right in saying that it's carbonated to a lower level than the majority of our other beers that go into can uh, so it's intended to be sort of a little bit smoother um, and not quite as fizzy, um, but recipe-wise, it's it's exactly the same. I think the only other thing that some people have picked up on that's a little bit different is because it's chilled down uh, to be suitable for canning, um, and people have some people have been keeping it in the fridge. When it is in the fridge, it can have a very very slight haze that develops to it. Ju that's just literally 
from it being cold. So a few people have said, why is my moonshine cloudy? But it's just because it's cold. <laughs> so yeah, yeah otherwise it's exactly the same. And it's all this, it's all this technical, um, uh, technical feedback that we're giving to the end users that we've really had to hone in on. Uh, and we cut our teeth on that. We're doing the mini kegs really in, in lockdown. Um, trying to tell people that it's um, it's it's bright beer. I think um, Laura used the term a lot. It's like a beer festival um, beer. Um, but yeah, we uh, it's just it's just getting the um, it's it's been able to make it clear to the customer exactly what it is, and it's and it's the age-old moonshine like it always is. Um, just. Uh, just slightly sparkled at the end. Yeah, it, it's. Um, I, I can definitely see how getting the temperature of it right is really important because mine came out of the fridge about actually probably about forty fifty minutes ago, um, and as I've been drinking it, I've noticed the taste kind of changes a little bit as it as it kind of settles to not quite room temperature but you know as, as as the temperature of it rises a little bit um the the softness really starts to come through i'm going to stop sh- short of calling it pillowy but there's definitely a softness there to it which is uh <laughs> it's kind of familiar because i always think of moonshine as being just very very drinkable and and um i mean the word kind of session beer is thrown about all over the place at the moment but for me moonshine sort of defines it because it is a beer that you could and, and i've done this you know sit in in a pub and just drink pint after pint after pint after pint you, you're not gonna, you know, you're not gonna get so drunk that you feel ill doing that because it isn't a, a strong beer, and um, it, it, it's it, it, it's just sessionable. You know, it just it's just a really drinkable um, drinkable beer. Um, I kind of talked a little bit about kind of you know my own sort of thoughts and experiences when it comes to um, moonshine. I'll kind of throw that open to everyone else if anyone wants to bowl anything in, Adam. Yeah. Um, when I first moved to Sheffield 14 years ago, I moved it up to Fullwood. So our local pub was the Rising Sun. Um, to be honest, back then I wasn't heavily into any particular style of beer really, but I would drink, I would drink cask beer, not really thinking about it, but I'll drink lager and stuff. But it's probably there where I kind of, kind of got to, a, you know, it was kind of Abbeydale and Bradfield were the big two players in Sheffield. It still probably are really. And you were kind of either a Bradfield farmer's blonde or you were a, or a, a moonshine kind of person, but I was—I mean, I've been able to get Bradfield beers kind of by the bottle. It was always there was always a bit of mystery surrounding uh, Abbeydale because it was like it's got its kind of interesting name and it's got its like like the Ark logo thing. I'm thinking, where is this mysterious Abbeydale place? And I, I never really saw it, but kind of living kind of living the other side of town, knew where Bradfield was. But yeah, I was. Um, to be honest, I was more of a deception man back then. Um, I kind of like I kind of liked and that was still like a seasonal beer back then. I think it came out in like November or something for but yeah, it's always it's always been around. it's kind of interesting that even when before then it probably reached to places like Wentworth, the um Georgian Dragon stock a lot of like um Aberdale beers and I think that was probably somewhere I'd go before I moved to Sheffield that were probably had a bit more cask beer than Waffle Pondern did eh? uh apart from the weather spoons. But uh yeah, fond memories of it all the way through. So all the way through my Sheffield kind of life, last 15, 14, 15 years. So it's just it's, it's 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 amazing that it's just kind of come out. It's took that long for it to kind of surface as a small pack beer. But yeah, um, I, I did have one last week, and I think I did the wrong thing. I think I kept it too cold, 
And um, like I say, being and probably not had a pint of moonshine for quite a while, and being more of a deception man, I went hundred percent. But this is disappearing. I did the opposite. I didn't take it out of the fridge. I just didn't put it in the fridge um, until quite late. So it's just just chilled it slightly. But it's, yeah, it's, I'm really really enjoying this one. It's beautiful. Yeah, fantastic. That's lovely to hear. I think because I'm, I used to uh, before me and Jim um, met. Uh, both of our families separately used to go to um, the Kashmir Curry House, uh, just up from the Wicker, um, and uh, it's somewhere that yeah, me and Jim had always gone like separately as as kids. And then when we got together, it was one of the first places that we used to like go into for meals and things. So we'd go to the East House pub across the road where they'd do a four pint pitcher of moonshine that you could take across and uh, have with your curry. Um, and I also found a photo dating from 2004, I believe, of me and Jim in corporation and Jim wearing one of the old moonshine t-shirts. It's obviously <laughs> uh, long before uh, that we would, uh, that we'd work there. So, yeah. Wow. I can absolutely imagine you two in corporation. <laughs> I'm quite, I'm quite interested. Actually, <laughs> in terms of its feedback, I'm interested... Obviously, being quite a classic, traditional, you know, I bet there's, there's a lot of people thinking, oh, I don't want that. I want to keep it in cask. I want it to be my kind of, you know, like the locals kind of pint. How have, like, the, the really traditional market taken it? Have you had much feedback from from those kind? I don't, I don't want to kind of sort of pigeonhole any type of person, but you could probably know what kind of person I'm talking about. But um, I wonder if yeah. they've, how they've taken yeah. to it. Um, yeah, we haven't had, I, I don't think we have had a single person saying they wish it was in a bottle. I've <laughs> had a few people wondering if we're doing it in bottle as well. Um, but I'd, we, we haven't really had... It's, it's actually quite surprised me that nobody is... Nobody seems to, you know, have been particularly vocal about the fact that we've canned it. Everyone seems to be, you know... The feedback suppose, that we've largely been getting is it tastes like moonshine and I people suppose really Sean will be the person who will eventually be, get, get the best answer to that, won't you? Adam, yeah. I, I think the timing of it um, for, for those reasons has been fantastic because it's not available on cask anywhere other than perhaps some takeouts. Uh, Rich and Laura might have it on still sometimes on their takeouts down at Archer Road. But because it's not available to compare with and contrast with, and not available to go and slurp in a sunny beer garden, there is no alternative. <laughs> if you want moonshine, um, you're having it in a can pal, and, and that's you done. Thank you very much. <laughs> or, or, or my lady, of course, as well. So uh, I think that's worked put to its benefit. Uh, not having the comparison, it is just available currently in, in can. So Sean, when when you do when you you do get your kind of customers coming in, so you know you're not people might not be quite as educated beer looking for some beers for the dad or for the husband, and they were quite like a traditional beer and probably looking for that, um, as Laura Bainbridge called it, and the other like a brown bottle beer. Um, are you going to be able? to, Will you find that easy enough to think to kind of go? This is a likeness to this kind of beer, but it's kind of much more modernly packaged. We, we, we opened back in November 2013, and so we're coming up to seven years at the end of, of this year. And the question that we have been ha- asked the most, and it must be a, a billion times now, must be a billion, is have you got any moonshine? 
And so um, for, for it to have been launched whilst we're closed is uh, um, unfortunate. But we'll be back open soon, of course. And so it, I think it will be incredibly easy to sell. Uh, easy, easy. But we have been asked that question. It probably, uh, uh, that question gets asked perhaps two, three times every week. Um, somebody comes in, have you got any moonshine? And they're looking around the shop for it. And we have to explain they've got to go to the pub. So we can now say, yeah, it's, it's over there. If, Sean, <laughs> if that's your most asked question, is the second most asked question, do you sell Hobgoblin? Um, not really, no. no oh, people, you've dashed my hopes there. Initially, initially, we would ask those types of questions. Um, but, 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 but people have become accustomed to the types of stuff that we sell. And so the only things we get odd questions um, uh, of, of, of Christmas time, people will come in expecting that we sell Advocar or Snowball um, and stuff like that. They just see bottles and see glass and see shiny things and think it's it, it, that they've got to take a punt on it. But uh, we, we, we rarely get asked for a goblin uh, at all now. I can't remember the last time. I'm not going to say that that's a shame because it's um, <laughs> it's 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 not. Um, just following up, um, just very briefly on something that you said in there, Sean, because of course we are sort of edging closer to um, the next set of. I don't really know what to call them, kind of relaxations of um, lockdown. And we know that there are going to be shops kind of reopening from um, the 1st of June onwards. There's kind of two stages of shops um, reopening. And um, you you have news, Sean, do you not? Yeah, the, the, the more market could actually have stayed open throughout, but would have been only able to have essential shops open within it. So chose to close. But... The more market uh, contacted all traders last week. The intention is to reopen along with other uh, non-essential uh, stores on the 15th of June. Each trader next week has got a one-to-one -one meeting with Sheffield Council and the market management to discuss COVID-19 safety measures for both individual stores and for the market in general. And so two weeks on Monday, um, 99% certain that the shop will reopen and uh, will be nowhere near back to normal, of course. That might even take 12 months, but it gives us another strand and another way of, uh, of selling beer and, and a, an even bigger way of, of selling uh, lots of moonshine. <laughs> cool. So is that is the plan that I know you've obviously been doing a big old trade in kind of delivery and stuff like that. Will, will the shop reopening replace that or will you continue with that or are you not sure no, yet? No, in the short, in the short term, we, we will um, we'll not be able to deliver in the week leading up to opening um, because we'll have to do full clean. So the, the shop is empty, it is a shell and so needs some safety measures in place and so on. So um, we've got another full time member of staff coming back off furlough our week on Monday. So we'll spend a week prepping the shop and filling that, getting it back to its beautiful best. And then from the 15th, we'll have the shop open. We'll still be continuing with uh, local deliveries. There may be a slight tweak, but we would be stupid to, to shut that straight off because we're not going to be able to serve as many people, of course, safely as we would have done previously. Sometimes on a Saturday afternoon, there might have been seven people in our shop all piling beer on the counter. Uh, Laura and, and Jim and Uncle Trev used to be part of that Saturday afternoon uh, 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 pile into the shop, but uh, 
that won't happen, of course. So we'll we'll have all strands working uh, from the fifteen. Bill, sounds good. Sounds good. Um, Dan, a very sort of general question here. Um, what what has the last few weeks and the last kind of you know three months or whatever it is now? What has it been like for Abbeydale generally? Because and obviously when um, things very very quickly sort of turned at the back end of, of March and um, you know it, it, it became apparent that we got a very serious situation on our, our hands um, and I know that you know the whole of the beer world kind of you know really feared for the worst for a little while what 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 generally has it been like for you Ooh, um, it's uh, it's been emotional really it's it's uh, it's a huge testament to the, the staff that we've got, really. It's, it's only down to them. It's not the products that we're selling. It's, it's, not, uh, it's not the business model that we've got. It's the staff, 100%. When, um, when Boris made his announcement um, on, the, uh, on, the, on that Monday and said that uh, only key workers... Um, are allowed to continue working, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, we we didn't stop. We 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 went straight. We knew that delivery drivers um, were were classed as key workers. It was still an unknown whether we can do what could have done what we were doing, but with um, with with very prompt uh, social distancing measures that we that we put in place, we had uh, several emergency uh, Abbeydale Cobra meetings with uh, with the board. Um, the key was keeping staff informed of what we were doing. Uh, furloughed, what, 50%, something like that, of our 26 strong. Um, and uh, and we, we, we took it straight to an online retail operation. Um, we had, oh, I think 50 mini kegs up on our mezzanine. Uh, we blew the dust off them and um, gave them a obviously give them a wash and we, we started uh, filling the, uh, the the perishable products in our cold store, which is obviously the Cascale. Uh, and they all sold in a day. Um, so yeah, it was just, uh, and then it, it just grew from there with, um, with our very strong marketing comms that we were putting out um, and uh, quickly made a, a free delivery option. We, we, we priced it right. And uh, all of a sudden, we were all over Sheffield, just delivering to people's doorsteps. Um, uh, everyone's got their own lockdown story, haven't they? They all, they've all got. Everyone's been going through their their own thing. Um, mine was uh, delivering beer on quiet Sheffield streets, um, brightening everyone's day up. I had the I had the best the best time the best job in the world. It was it was brilliant. Um, not, I don't think many people can say that of uh, their lockdown. <laughs> Good stuff. But yeah, Good stuff. It was fantastic. I think as well the community of Sheffield has really got behind us, which which has been for me kind of seeing all of that come in has been um, has, has has been really humbling actually. Um, and it's not just Sheffield, like the amount of beer we've been sending further afield um, has, has uh, taken me personally by surprise. Um, 
especially with moonshine we've had a lot of people who you know, maybe students who were in Sheffield for uni who've since moved home um, or people who've you know been on here for a trip and then moved away who have been genuinely excited about being able to get moonshine um, in the first six pack we sold on the online shop went to Aberdeen and we were <laughs> like where's that how do, they, how do they know about moonshine where's that come from so uh, yeah it's um it's been yeah it feels it feels strange to say like Dan said it's been it's been a really um emotional and uh, it's the seeing what people how people have kind of embraced it has been amazing um and not at all what I was expecting to come out of the last few months at all um but yeah my um my father-in-law knocked me up a um a sign to put on my roof rack um just said Abbeydale Brewery uh shop and um that came down off my car i think it was last week and uh and yeah it was it was um had a bit of a moment <laughs> a moment that was quickly quashed when dan then couldn't get it through the door to get it back into the <laughs> office <laughs> so it's now like it's now proudly kind of in the entrance to the brewery just so it's that's like a beautiful moment that fast became a you've been framed moment. Yeah. So yeah, 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 you could get two hundred fifty quid for that if you uh, if you if you send it in. Uh, we are we are fast running out of uh, time. We've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, one other thing that I wanted to uh, mention, well, that we all wanted to mention, which is in June we are going to be trying to do something. Uh, a little bit different well a little bit bigger is probably the best way of um, describing it um, we actually hinted about this idea a few weeks ago which actually, I think it was Sean that, that first sort of came up with the idea midway through an episode and then we've actually followed it through and um, come up with a bit of a concept for it which is the first ever Sheffield Hopfest which is over the course of a weekend we are going to be doing a series of episodes and the idea is that we want to get as many people on as possible, enjoying a beer with us. So, um, before we, I mean, we're not entirely sure on the dates yet. Um, we're not entirely sure on the format or anything like that. But what we are sure on is the fact that we want to get as many of you involved as possible. So, before we kind of throw it all out on social media, we thought the fairest thing to do is to mention it on the on the podcast itself. So anyone who is a regular listener that thinks, yes, I want to be involved in that, I want to share a beer with them on Zoom, um, and and you know be on on one of those special um, special um, sessions. Um, so all you need to do is either drop us an email to beer at sheffieldhopcast.co.uk or drop us a, a direct message on um, Twitter and um, let us know who you are and that you would like to be involved. We'll confirm all the details um, as soon as we know them um, and um, anyone that kind of gets in touch off the back of us mentioning it on the episode will get priority um, and obviously we'll can then kind of throw things open on um, on social media for anyone else but because you are a listener, you get first dibs. So beer at sheffieldhopcast.co.uk UK if you would like to be involved uh, we've literally only got about a minute or so left so um, very quickly final words on uh, moonshine before we do our um, uh, selfie of the uh, of the week Adam I want another one that's my uh... <laughs> that's good that's more or less what I was going to say which is it's, a good, it's so Moorish isn't it yeah. you just kind of you have one you think oh, I want another one now <laughs> Laura I know that you're biased but are you pleased with um, how moonshines come out in cans yes and I'm even more pleased that we're doing all the rest of the core range in can soon because I'm a big daily bread fan and that will be out soon too. But yeah, I've drank my whole can, which I don't normally get through in a, in the pod. So yeah. 
Brilliant. Sean? Uh, the Moonshine episode will be um, uh, long uh, living in my memory because partway through it, I realised that I got my undies on back to front. And that's <laughs> never happened uh, ever before. But the, the button is at the back because I just put my hand on my, my back there. So uh, it will long live in my memory. A beautiful beer. <laughs> and what should have been a beautiful episode ruined in one fell swoop <laughs> by Sean Clark. Brilliant. Um, Dan, thank you ever so much for um, joining us. It's been a real pleasure having you uh, with us. All that remains for us to do is for our um, moonshine selfie. So um, cans up to the camera and glasses if they've still got any beer in them. And... Nice big smiles. And there we go. That's fantastic. Right, brilliant. Dan, thank you very much. And uh, we will be back um, next week with uh, another uh, lockdown episode. We've got another guest that's coming on um, next week and another theme for our beers. So tune in next week to find out more about that. All right, cheers, guys. Thank you, everyone. See you all later. See you later. Bye. Bye.